Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Coming up on 5-Minute News... WHO chief rebukes US over unacceptable allegations. UK and US say Russia fired a satellite weapon in space. And on House floor, female representatives call out abusive treatment by men. It's Friday, July 24. I'm Anthony Davis. The Director General of the World Health Organization has upbraided U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo for making untrue and unacceptable allegations, responding to media reports saying Pompeo had claimed the health agency chief was bought by China. Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus insisted the WHO was focusing on saving lives as he lashed out on Thursday at the comments that British media said Pompeo had made at a closed-door event this week in London. Tedros's response to Pompeo represented some of his most defensive and full-throated statements yet in the wake of the Trump administration's repeated criticism of the UN Health Agency in recent months. Critics say the Trump administration has been trying to distract attention from its own failings in managing the coronavirus outbreak in the US, which has the most confirmed cases and virus-related deaths in the world. After the WHO announced a global health emergency in January, only for the Trump administration to ignore it until March. Diplomatic tensions between the US and China have escalated sharply with the Trump administration's closure of the Chinese consulate in Houston to protect American intellectual property and private information. A Republican senator claimed, without evidence, that the Texas consulate, which covered several southern states, was an espionage hub. China described the closure as unprecedented and an outrageous escalation and threatened retaliation. The UK and US have accused Russia of launching a weapon-like projectile from a satellite in space. In a statement, the head of the UK Space Directorate said, We are concerned by the manner in which Russia tested one of its satellites by launching a projectile with the characteristics of a weapon. In his statement, Air Vice Marshal Harvey Smith, head of the UK Space Directorate, said, Actions like this threaten the peaceful use of space and risk causing debris that could pose a threat to satellites and the space systems on which the world depends. The incident will heighten concerns of a new arms race in space, he added, saying other nations are also investigating technologies that could be used as weapons in space. This Russian test of what the Americans say is an anti-satellite weapon is part of a pattern of recent Russian space activity. In February, the US military said that two Russian satellites manoeuvred close to an American one, 
and in April, Moscow test-fired a ground-based satellite interceptor. Only four countries, Russia, the US, China and India, have demonstrated an anti-satellite capability over the past decades. But Moscow is also clearly looking at using one satellite to kill another. Interest in such weapons is growing, given our reliance upon satellites for a variety of purposes, such as intelligence gathering, communications, navigation, and early warning. There is no treaty banning or limiting such weapons, though a number of countries have argued for some kind of agreement to do this. But in military terms, space has already become the new frontier, with several countries organising specific commands in their armed forces to deal with both the defensive and offensive aspects of protecting their essential space-based systems. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's outrage over a Republican lawmaker's obscenity-laden verbal assault broadened into an extraordinary moment on the House floor on Thursday as she and other Democrats assailed a sexist culture of accepting violence and violent language against women whose adherents include the President himself. A day after rejecting an offer of contrition from Representative Ted Yoho for his language during this week's Capital Steps confrontation, Ocasio-Cortez and more than a dozen colleagues cast the incident as all-too-common behaviour by men. This issue is not about one incident, it is cultural, said Ocasio-Cortez, calling it a culture of accepting violence and violent language against women and an entire structure of power that supports that. The remarkable outpouring with several female lawmakers saying they'd routinely encountered such treatment came in an election year in which polls show women leaning decisively against Trump, who has a history of mocking women. I personally have experienced a lifetime of insults, racism and sexism, said Representative Barbara Lee, and believe me, this did not stop after being elected to public office. Ocasio-Cortez described it on the House floor on Thursday. She said Yoho put his finger in her face and called her disgusting, crazy and dangerous. More than a dozen other Democrats also spoke, mostly women, recalling their own experiences taunting House Republicans' overwhelmingly white male membership and warning that the number of women lawmakers will only grow. 88 House Democrats and just 13 Republicans are women. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.